Whittier. This is the My Whittier Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Reese, longtime Whittier resident and self-proclaimed foodie. I thought it would be fun to give you a local's perspective on the city of Whittier, California. On this podcast, we celebrate Whittier's past, present, and future. We champion small business, and we embrace community. I really appreciate you joining me today. Welcome back to the show. All right, Whittier, happy Wednesday, March 29th, here in beautiful Whittier, California. And it is raining pretty good right now. Very cloudy, very rainy. And uh, it was such a beautiful day yesterday. I am shocked that it is raining today, and I think we're going to get some more tomorrow. But uh, hopefully we're almost done with the with the rain. We'll see how that goes. But um, welcome back to the show. Glad to have you here. It's, a, a, like I said, a rainy podcasty day. So grab a cup of coffee or some hot cocoa, maybe brew some tea and uh, kick back and relax. At least we're not getting any tornadoes, right? We had that tornado in Montebello. That was pretty scary. And... Um, very odd, very odd that we got a tornado, but um, it really put things into perspective when you see what is happening in Mississippi with those tornadoes. So um, strange that we had one in Montebello, but definitely put into perspective when you see what those things can do, the, the real damage those tornadoes can do. Very scary stuff. Uh, you could find me on Instagram and Facebook. No longer on TikTok. No longer on TikTok. I uh, deleted my TikTok account and um, haven't regretted it yet. I did it about a week ago, a little over a week ago. And I feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty good about that. Um, I liked the platform. It was good. We were getting a, a pretty good following, and um, we were doing a lot with that. I, but ultimately, I just, I don't know, I, I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it, and um, the TikTok data collection, the privacy, the, uh, the amount of data that they can download on you, is incredible and i don't know if any most people don't read the uh the guidelines when you sign up you just kind of see the new app and you just download it and go for it and that's kind of what i did but when you dig a little deeper and i didn't get through all of it i mean that these guidelines and um rules and regulations and all that they they're very extensive but anyway without getting too too caught up in it um didn't it wasn't working for me it's just a lot of uh privacy issues um, keystrokes, phone numbers, contact lists, emails, uh, phone model. I mean, it goes on and on and on. It's, it's kind of scary to be honest with you. So I dumped that app and I feel pretty good because I, my plate is pretty full. We got the podcast. We have the YouTube channel. If you're not following me on YouTube, please do so. It's uh, my Whittier TV. We're having a great time over there. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is more than enough right now. And um, so that is what is currently going on with my Whittier. But you can follow me, and uh, you can also head over to mywhittier.com, and that is uh, headquarters for everything that we do. 
Okay, so last week I talked about um, restaurant week, and we were at the kickoff party, and it was great, and uh, met a lot of a lot of people there. The community came out; it was a great deal. And one of the bonuses was that I met Mexi Papa for the first time. And many of you that uh, are on Instagram or YouTube know who Mexi Papa is. He is um, a nationwide traveling food taster and he is uh the king of street tacos he is the king of street tacos without a doubt and uh, he has a massive following he is uh, all over the country doing his thing so many of you have seen him and uh, it turns out that he has some wittier roots and so when i learned that i was very interested in talking to him a little bit more about what he does i wasn't really Although I do want to collab with him and do some food food tasting stuff, but I really wasn't interested out of the gate with that. I wanted to know his story, who he was, what this was all about, how he started, and um, so I invited him on to the podcast, and he agreed, and which was really amazing. And um, there was a few days leading up to the interview where I almost pulled the plug. Because I'm thinking, this dude is huge. He's a big social media uh, star. And uh, am I ready to interview a guy like this? But I went through with it. I was a little scared, but I went through with it anyway. And I'm so glad that I did because he was super cool, super humble, and a really, really down-to-earth guy. So anyway, uh, I wanted to share this interview with you because it is really, really cool. And one of the best interviews I've ever done, I think. So without further ado, here is the interview with Mr. Mexi Papa. All right, guys, I have the honor and privilege to have uh, the GOAT, in my opinion. The GOAT is here, Mexi Papa, Mexi Papa Adventures, 164,000 followers on Instagram, 43,000 and three followers on our subscribers on YouTube. And man, I cannot believe you found the time to come into the My Whittier podcast. Welcome to the show, man. It's Whittier, man. I love Whittier. Yes, you got some roots here in Whittier, and I definitely want to talk about that. But uh, before we start, I, I want to hit you with a really hard question. Did, I heard that you had your first soft taco at six months old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a hard shell. <laughs> oh, damn, a hard shell. Shoot. Came out of the box. Swinging. Came out of the box. That's right. I was, I was born with a taco in my hand. <laughs> so uh, what's, your, what's your first name, man? What's your name? My first name is Jorge. Jorge, okay. Jorge. Last name is Reynaga. All right. Yeah, very, very, uh, I would say kind of unique last name. You don't hear it. I don't hear mind. that very often. No, yeah. no. And so you uh, you got some Whittier roots here, and uh, tell me about that. Where where did you, where did you where were you born? How did you get here? What was the story of Mexi Papa? I was born in a ranch with no running water, no electricity, uh, deep in Jalisco, Jalisco, Mexico, and it's a uh, it's a little little ranch called Las Juntas. Mm -hmm. So they named it Las Juntas because there was uh, a river and a little water stream that kind of connected. And uh, that's, where, that's where my grandparents had their house. That's where my dad built uh, our house. Uh, 
and that's where we're all born. It's like four houses. Wow. But what makes it really funny is um, in that house, there's seven of us that were born. All of our belly buttons were buried on the patio on the back. So my belly button's still very there. Wow. So I, I was there till the age of like three. Uh-huh. And then I moved to a little town where now we have running water. We had electricity. And I was there till 11, 1981. So 1981, that's when I came into the States and right into Whittier. So out of all the states you could pick, you pick California yes. and the city of Whittier, yes. California. Yes, Whittier. And, and then the, the funny thing, I came in on the 4th of July. Wow. So I came in and I started seeing all these fireworks and I'm like, damn, this this is United States? Yeah, is this, this is pretty cool. We got fireworks <laughs> every day. Yeah. <laughs> so ever since then, you know, I did all my school in Whittier. I went to Eolian Elementary. I went to Los Nietos Middle School. And then from there, La Serna. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm here, brother. I didn't, I didn't go to college or anything, but hey. Uh, it seems like you're doing all right, though. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, Los Nietos and Alien, I wanted to t- talk to you because uh, I grew up in that area. And during around the same time, did you remember the Green Burrito? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, the Raspados. Oh, green Burrito, I remember they used to have a competition. If you finish the whole burrito... They, they yeah. give it to you. Yeah. And I got to finish it. But oh, wow. I, I never got I never really got into the competition. But I just went there to see to finish. Let me see if I can finish it. Quick. You did it. Green burrito. Yeah, because ah. I remember when on hot days back in the eighties, we would go get the Raspados and they were huge in the big yes. buckets. And then my mom, because we wouldn't finish it all, my mom would put it in ice cubes in the ice cube tray so we could have it later. So she'd make a whole bunch of it. But yeah, yes. that, that was a place and, I remember. And then you had Michael's on the corner. Yes. So when I first came in, I remember I, I used to walk to Alien, and they were building that place. Michael's? Building it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Back in 80, like 81. That's crazy. That's a far ago. So I still go back to Michael's, and they still remember me. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, then you ended up at Lucerna, and then... Um, you, you probably started working, obviously. Yes. And so, um, how did how did you get the name Mexipapa? Like, how did this whole movement start? What, what, what was the deal? Like, I know that, basically, I, I went back on your Instagram to December of 2017. Ooh, you went I, back. And I saw your first post. <laughs> and so, that's six years. That's 164,000 yes. followers in six years, people. This didn't happen overnight. This guy works really hard. So how did Mexipapa happen? How did it start? I want to say Mexipapa kind of started when I was a freaking kid. I was one of those kids that just loved, loved food. Mm-hmm. And when I mean love food, I used to go to the plaza uh, in my, my town, little hometown, at eight, nine years old, and I would put down 14 tacos like nothing. So I always had that in me, food. I love food. So uh, growing up, it's kind of funny. I, I have five brothers, two sisters, very talented, very smart. Uh, construction, engineering, drafting, designing. And then it was me where, okay, what talents do I have? Yeah. So um, I would catch my parents sometimes watching me across, across the table. He's staring at me. Mm-hmm. 
and I'll just be chowing up some food. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'll stop and say, why are you looking at me so much? He goes, man, you eat so good. Yeah, it makes it look good. Okay, and then I'll be eating somewhere, and then people are like, you know what? I want to eat, because that guy just made me hungry. I said, okay, and then I would, I would hear a lot these phrases. You talk too much, and you eat too much. I said, there's my calling. Yeah, man, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I said, there's my calling. But, you know, I, b- before doing this, 20 years, I was a restaurant consultant, food photographer. Okay. So I got to travel about 30 states all, all over. And uh, the, the reason why I became a consultant is people made me a consultant because I was always on the streets talking to restaurants, see how they did things, getting in their kitchen, looking at their systems. And I picked up a lot of experience. Yeah. So now, so now I you're on the ground I, level, yeah. hearing from the streets. Right? Yeah. So people are like, you know, why don't you come here and tell me, you know, what's going on out there? So I did. I did it for 20 years. So then again, I, you know, I got very tired for me doing all the traveling. So I said, okay, I gotta do something different. What do I do? What do I do? So I said, you know what? I looked at blogging, and back then, Instagram was kind of picking up a little bit. It wasn't as popular, but I got to see that there, there wasn't really nobody out there featuring food on the streets, especially a Mexican. Yes. There wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, and the ones that were there, they would just get in front of the camera, camera and just start cussing and doing all this, you know, blah, 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 trying to be funny. Yeah. But it wasn't about the food. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was a couple and of And the people that. making the food. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. And then there was a couple of them that would just take pictures of the food, little boomerangs. Mm-hmm. So one day, I'm in um, South Central, and I have my cousin with me, I mean my nephew with me. Um, and this guy goes, why don't you just have a taco with me here? Teddy's Red Tacos. Oh. And he, he was just starting too. Mm-hmm. Sure, I went up there and turned the camera on, I had a taco with him. And then that video got, got a little viral. People yeah. started watching. Is that for it. social media? Yeah. Okay. Instagram. Okay. So now you had other taco spots going, hey, why don't you come and have a taco with me? Mm-hmm. So it, it became a little thing, you know. A little Let's street a movement. Taco. Yes. Yeah. So then I said, you know what? I got to get better. So I, you know, I got better. I got a better camera. I started editing better. And I wanted to be me on the video. I didn't want to copy anybody. And as a matter of fact, I didn't have nobody to copy because there was nobody out there. Right. So like, you know what? I'm just going to be me. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Um, you know, there's a lot of, of people out there doing food stuff and all that. And a lot of them are working hard, but they're not really authentic. Mm-hmm. And it's they're not authentic because they're worried about how they're going to be accepted, how they're portrayed, how they're looked at. And that was something I was going to ask you um, you decided to just be yourself, yes. and um, there has to that comes with a lot of confidence. Not a lot of confidence, um, but I love it because I feel like, for instance, sometimes people will say that's not authentic, right? Or that's not how you do it. I think, Dude, that was boring. A freaking ranch, right? Where they literally kill something and within hours of eating it, right? You know, we, we used to go out there and uh, harvest our own our own like, corn and all that, like. Yeah. I have those taste buds with me. Yeah. 
So and I know, those experiences. Yeah. So I know what I'm talking about. Like, like I just posted a video. I don't know you saw about uh, chicken feet. Uh huh. I did. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In the and ranch, you ate it. Yeah. <laughs> in the ranch, that's very common. I've been yeah. eating chicken feet all my life. Right. So people could say, "Oh, that's you don't eat that. Oh, that's for dogs." Or that. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. And some people would. They would not go there just because that's not who mm -hmm. they are. Or they. It's gross. Yeah. Or that. But that's who you are. Yeah. That's where you came from. So with this. Uh, I decided to be a little, I mean, not a little, very original in who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not scared to put it out there. Yeah. And the other part that I think with, with food blogging is this, in the past couple of years, you had probably, probably, I mean, hundreds, maybe even thousands of new bloggers coming in. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these bloggers are young kids. They know how to, how to edit. They know how to film, yes, all that, but they don't have the experience. They, they don't know food. Yeah, the life experience, yeah. the taste buds, the, no. yeah, the palate. So, and they're afraid of doing stuff that would lose followers for them because for them it's huge. Um, and it's kind. Of, I mean, it kind of sucks for businesses because now you have somebody that has a good following, but then again, they don't. They don't know the food. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get it kind of backwards sometimes. So um, when you were doing that and started to gain some popularity, obviously, uh, were you working still? Yes. Okay, so you're still working. And at what point did you decide, you know what, I'm going to go all in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go for it and chase this dream because there's something here. I feel, I'm feeling something. There's a, there's a saying that says, no pain, no gain. Yeah. So when I decided to jump in, I mean, it wasn't really paying the bills at all. Yeah. So I had to really put in work. You know, I was doing a little here, a little there, but I said, you know what, I gotta, I gotta go in a thousand, not 100, not 500, I gotta go in a thousand. So that's what I did. And I remember the first time that I went for it, I took a drive from here all the way to, uh, Jesus, what was it, Arizona? Sleeping on rest stops. Um, I didn't have enough money to uh, get hotels. Mm -hmm. Freaking 130 degrees. <laughs> uh, You're sleeping in your car going, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> but I had a vision. Yeah. I had a vision. And then along that vision and along putting all the hard work, all the criticism. I think that's the one part that breaks a lot of people, the yeah. criticism. Because, you know, I, I literally started, you know, when I was in my late 40s. I'm, I'm 50, I'm gonna be 53. Yeah, I'm, I'm 53 right now, I'm gonna okay. be 54. So yeah, yeah, we're late in the game here. Right, so the criticism came a lot uh, from within my, my, my own peers. Mm -hmm. you're, it mean, always does. Yeah. You're too old. It always does. You don't have it. What are you doing competing competing with other kids? Mm -hmm. You know, um, get a real job, stop messing around, and that's what I would hear. But what I did, I managed to get all that and turn it into fuel. So I, I would even play that in my head. Mm -hmm. You don't got it. You can't do this. You right. can't do this. And then I would go at it like hard. Put all that inner, that yeah. negative and, po and poor positive one yes. into it. Yeah. So I did Arizona, came back, and then I did another one up north, and that one lasted three months 
on the road, brother. Wow. Three months on the road. So how did you pick that area? Did they want you, or you just went there and uh, said, "I'm going to try"? Some of them, um, I, I saw I saw a little path all the way up to uh, uh, Washington, uh, Seattle, Washington. So I said, "Okay." Started in uh, L.A. Uh, there's somebody wanted to see me in Bakersfield. Once I got to Bakersfield, I get a few more. I went to Fresno, Fresno, San Jose. I went to San Francisco. I went to Oakland. And I trickled my way all the way down to Oregon, past Oregon, all the way to Portland, and then all the way up to Washington. But along that trip, a lot happened. Car broke, uh, my flat tires, sleeping on the streets. I got sick a couple of times. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but I saw it as, you know what, this is what you got to do. Like I said, no pain no gain yeah go 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 and it's funny man because when you say that you talk about those stories and i and people always ask me you know what success is what is success to you and i think success is what you're describing hmm? it's the journey it's the that journey. part of it because when you get to the top of the mountain you're still going but you're where you come you know you you started and where you are now you still look back, and when you're talking about those stories, you got a smile on your face. Mm. You know, it's like that's that was that's what made me, man. That's the you know the grind. Yes, it's it's grind. So now six years later, I think I'm in about about 20 states. Mexico Pop Adventures, 20 states. There's my sticker in 20 states, including Hawaii, uh, and then all over Baja. Yeah. And. Um, I was a little, I, I was a little scared when I started going to Mexico. Yeah. Because even though I'm Mexican, you know, I came from Jalisco, which is deep down in there, I mean, right into uh, Whittier. And then uh, Baja, I said, okay. But man, people accepted me so good. And then the, the first time I went there, I think the one of the biggest surprises for me and the coolest thing that ever happened, I went there and I said, okay, I announce, I'm here. So I started getting all these invitations from big chefs and restaurants. Oh, wow, that's awesome. And then one of those invitations was from the biggest local TV network. Wow. We want to interview you. That's awesome. What? Can you make it tomorrow? I'm there. Yeah. So I went there and full interview, and I, you know, people watched me all over Baja. In Espanol? In Espanol, Wow, yeah. that's awesome. So to, to me, it was, it was a blessing. Yeah, man, and that's incredible. And so that was my other question. Like, you, you start, you go somewhere, you announce that you're there, and people start reaching out. Obviously, you got to prioritize. You got to figure out how to do that, how, how to schedule that. But also, when a big chef reaches out to you and says, Mexi Papa, we want to have you over here. Come on down. Is there any fear? Is there any, any nerves or anything? Or is it just like, I'm going, man. I'm, I'm headed over there to do my thing. Yes, there was this one chef, I think probably the best chef in the Bay Area, uh, Eric. Streetsland, guy's awesome. He's been on, uh, uh, I think he had a few uh, competitions, but he's, he's up there. So uh, one day I, I told him, listen, let me go cook for you. Really? Yeah, let me go cook for you. So I went over there and cooked him uh, breakfast and cooked him lunch. Nice. And it's all on video. If you go hashtag Mexipapa cooks. <laughs> but it's it's something like I said you, you cannot go go in there being intimidated yeah at all yeah so um, right now I don't I mean 
I get, I get, how can I put it? I can be, I can get starstruck by somebody, but as far as being intimidated for what I do, I think I've been in the game a little too long. Yeah, so you know? you're pretty confident. So I feel confident, yeah, yeah. With your abilities. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. you've done it so many times. I mean, repetition is the king of all things. I mean, when you do it so many times, it, it just, you stop thinking about it. You just know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So you just go into autopilot. Mm -hmm. So in the early days, obviously, you were traveling, uh, working. So you drove all over the place. And so um, that was... Uh, second nature to you mm -hmm. so you could just drive around and do your thing and uh you never had any issues mm -hmm. did you so did you fly anywhere as, as as time progressed oh yeah to save time yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah as as you know as i got better like the, the the states that i would drive to was arizona new mexico uh, of course the the bay vegas but then uh you know now now you had like like new york now you had other states, you know, they're a little further, Florida and so forth. So now, now I fly. Yeah, yeah, you have to do that. <laughs> Got to save time. So yeah. how do you schedule everything, man? Like, how does it? I mean, you, it's pretty. You're crazy. posting so much. Yeah. Like, I, I can't. I, mean, I I post maybe once a day, sometimes twice a day, but I can't believe how how regular you are. How does that happen? I don't know how to do it sometimes. To be honest with you. Yeah. I I I'm just like on a on a you know fast speed mode. Where I get up early, go to sleep late. Um, do you have a team at all, or is it you? It's me. Yeah, it's just you. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one who films. I'm the one that edits. Um, but I think it's consistency and just being in beast mode every day. Yeah. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not putting, you know, trying to put good videos out there for people. And, um, you know, I, I always believe in hard work. Hard work pays off, mm -hmm. always. Um, I'm so luck focused sometimes on what I do that I don't be looking around me, besides me, to see what other people are doing. Yeah, that's important. You know, and and the sometimes the parts that I that I see that I pays off is when, like for instance, um, I've been invited to some some really cool events where there's going to be a lot of like some movie stars, yeah, red carpet and, yeah, stuff, red carpet mm -hmm. stuff. So sometimes I'm like I said I'm lack focused on what I do. I get invited to these events and I go, and then when I'm there, you know I'm like, hey, that's so and so. Yeah, so yeah. I go up to them and try to sometimes try to shake their hand. Like, I am, and they're like, I wouldn't know exactly who you are, oh, man. I'm a awesome. big fan, that's and I'm great. like, what? That's amazing, yeah. Really? And then I will go to another one, and it was the same thing. And that's when sometimes it hits me. I'm like, wow. Very humbling. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, for me, uh, when it comes to you, I, I kind of felt like, I, you know, I've been watching you. And I felt like you made it when I when I saw you collab with uh, Mark Wines hmm. from uh, Migrationology. And I was like, uh-oh, Mexi Papa. He, he, <laughs> he's playing with the big dogs right now, man. How, how does something like that happen, man? You know, I was... It was one day that I was sipping on a margarita in a restaurant in Rosarito, a Saturday, and I get a DM from him. He goes, how would you like to join me in a, a Tucson tour? Monday, and this is freaking Saturday, and I'm down in Baja. My first response to him was, hell yeah, I'm there. So yeah. drove here to LA, drove all the way to Tucson. You, you knew know? who he was? Yes. At that point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was a big fan of yeah. his. Yeah. So when I got there, I got to meet him. We stayed at the same resort in Tucson. So look how awesome it is. We will go out there and film, come back to the resort, go down to the, by the swimming pool and be sipping on wine for freaking hours, me and him. Chatting it up. And I was just... Brainstorming, yeah, yeah soaking it up. So, uh, so then um, I came back to LA and then he hits me up again. He goes, hey, I would lo love for you to give me the, a Mexican food tour of LA. And I said, oh, my God. Wow. Now, was I scared? No, because I feel very confident that I knew L.A. Yeah. I knew exactly where to take him, what or how to impress him. So he, he came and by, and we hanged out for literally, um, you know, Nick, from, for literally about two weeks. We hanged out, and I, I got to show him a lot of spots, and... You know, at the end of the day, I, I say, you know what? I got to ask you something. So many bloggers in L.A., some good ones, with like four or five times the following. Why do you pick me? Yeah. He said, you got the personality that I was looking for. And you, you seem to know your stuff. And you have the personality. So it'll be, you know, I knew right away I was with the right person. Yeah. So, um, so that, that was so cool and he really helped me a lot where where you know if people used to know me back then now it was now it's ridiculous oh yeah i mean that's that guy and that's the thing when he when he you know taps you on the shoulder and picks you you know that something's up because he is very smart very talented extremely extremely uh you know he just knows his food and he's like you man he goes all in yeah. he's everywhere so that's awesome <laughs> so um, you meet so many people, like you said, you're all over the place, and uh, you got any memorable, I mean, you probably have a million memorable moments, but anything that comes to mind off the bat, like, what are you thinking? Oh, yeah. I think one of, the, one of the things that people even ask me a lot right now is, how the heck did you get to have tacos with Reggie Bush? Yeah, that too, Yeah. <laughs> But there's a, there's, a, there's a story behind that, and I don't know if people even remember that. I don't know if you remember how No, I don't. But I literally picked a fight with him online because he went on his Instagram and said that L.A. had trash tacos. Oh. Can you believe that? Ooh, he said those are fighting tacos. Words. Yes. Yeah. And that San Diego had way better tacos, and he was going to have San Diego come over here to L.A., and teach us how to make tacos. Now, when I read that, it hit me, and it hurt me. And then I started reading all these comments, even other food bloggers, instead of going in there and defending LA, they were just kissing his butt. Wow. And I said, hell no. So what I did, I got his video, I edited it, and right where the parts where he was saying LA has trash tacos, I'll put some videos of LA with a big old grill full of chorizo asada and tripas and a whole works and handmade tortillas. I said, really? Yeah, you come know? on, bro. Like, come on. Really? And then at the end, I got in front of the camera and I literally said, how dare you disrespect LA like that? And then I said, if you're really looking for some good tacos, I'm right here. Yeah. 
I got you. Come and find me. So I uploaded that video, and it went completely nuts. I'm talking like over 100,000 views in probably a few hours, thousands, thousands of comments. But all the com comments were attacking him. Yeah. So then I get a I get a weird DM from somebody. He goes, "Hey, uh, I'm 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 very close to Reggie Bush, and he's right now he's watching all this." I said, "Good." Yeah. So then, uh, within hours, I get a DM from Reggie Bush, <laughs> and I'm in I'm in I'm up in Portland, Oregon at the time. Wow. And he says, "All right, Mexi Baba, I'll make a deal with you. Put that video down, and I'll go have tacos with you anywhere." And I said. All right, I'll do it. But if you announce that you're gonna have come have tacos with me, yeah. So he can't back out yeah. of it. Yeah. He goes, all right. So he did. I said, okay. So I got I got on a little video. I said, hey, I have a taco with Reggie Bush. So then uh, he goes, all right, let's go have some tacos uh, in Calabasas or Burbank. And I said, dude, no wonder you got problems. I mean, where are you going, Chipotle? Yeah, that's, there's <laughs> nothing out there, right? <laughs> so I said, I'll give you three cities to pick from. I'll give you East L.A., Compton, or South and Central. And he went to USC, so yeah, I mean, I understand. USC. Yeah, what's up? So he picked South Central. So I said, okay. So there was uh, there's a guy that has probably one of the best tacos in, in South Central, and he had just opened a second location, which wasn't that busy. I said, There. So that's, that's where I told him to go. And to my surprise, he showed up by himself. No entourage, wow. nobody, just yeah. by himself. He showed up there and, uh, you know, it was a night. He got there, little crowd, and he started going around saying, hey, I'm looking for Mixi Papa, I'm looking for Mixi Papa. Yeah. And then I found him and, you know, we had some tacos. And I remember I got to the front, at told the lady, you know, give him what I, what I get here all the time, which is... Uh, Handmade corn tortilla, quesadilla. Tortillas were like huge. I said, throw some carne asada, throw some freaking chorizo in there, mm, yeah. mix. Throw some fresh guacamole, the one you have, and yeah. let him have it. And yeah, he was just loving it. Yeah, that's and the real at, stuff. At, at the end, he's like, dude, that was one of the best freaking tacos I ever had. And then he puts me to the side, and he apologized. Awesome. You know, but you know, I, I told him, listen. You didn't offend him, just me. Yeah. You did offend me, but yeah. you offended everybody now. Yeah. But you come in here having tacos with me? Squashed. Squashed. It's over, man. So when I put that video up, people started accepting him and, you know, yeah. like, hey, Reggie Bush, that was cool. I think that that, that right there is one of, one of the coolest things probably i ever done. That, Mark Wayne's... Um, Meeting you. Oh, as well. thank you, man. You're up there, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, like I said, there's, there's so many things that, are, that have happened, and I think there's more coming. Absolutely, yeah. So, the sky's the limit for you. We talked about that a little bit. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's really cool. That's good stuff. So, that was a great story about Reggie Bush, man. So, uh, why do you, I mean, you did touch about the, being authentic. So, is that why you think you're so. Um, Popular, like people like you so much, is because of the authenticity. You think? I think they connect with me because, you know, they they see that I'm original. You could say, as far as food taste buds, and then that I'm I'm showcasing stuff that other people are a little afraid to do. Yeah. You know, like like say like the chicken feed that I just posted, mm -hmm. uh, eating other stuff. Um, I bought ta eyeball tacos. 
brain tacos. It's so Carnitas, common in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so the pig comes Mexico. out. And yeah. Or or the other one where you get a the, like a cow head. Yeah. And you literally you did that on yeah. you did that once right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Open it up and you just start making tacos with every piece of the, the cheek, head. everything. <laughs> Amazing. And so yeah, I think that's why I think you you really tapped into. Um, a market there and people really really like to watch you eat like they did when you were a kid and they like to hear you talk and you really are informative and that's a really good thing so with that brings me to my next question because a lot of people that follow me are small business owners here in Whittier mm -hmm. they're creators they're they're people that are doing social media so um, I want to put you on the spot. Give me three three tips for creators. I mean, obviously, you want to be authentic, like you said. It, it's really hard for kids and, and creators to be authentic because they're scared. Um, but what are your three tips, man? I think the number one tip for a creator is you got to respect the food. And then remember that the show or the star of the show is always the food. It's not you. Yeah. So if you try to make it about you, then uh, then you're doing you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. um, reasons why I said that if you see uh, my videos, I always put the food even right in front of me and showcase the food. I'm just a guy freaking eating it. Right. You know. So know know about the food. Uh, respect the food. Showcase the food. Uh, be like I said. Be knowledgeable about what, what you're eating as well. Um, I heard the other day somebody said, "Oh, um, al pastor, adobada, uh, tacos árabes. It's all the same thing. It all comes from a spiff. It's all the same. See, that's disrespecting because, and that's not knowing where it comes from. So, know what you're talking about. Right. And that way you can really explain." And people will respect you more. If you are more, if you knowledgeable about the food, you respect the food, and and the food is the star of the show. I mean, those three things I think are the the biggest when it comes to uh, blogging about food. Yeah, because I think also when you know what you're talking about, that there's a there's a confidence that comes with that because Big you're going way. in in front of the camera, going, I know this thing cold upside down and backwards I could tell you exactly where it's from what it is and when you don't have that I've been in that position where I've been you know out doing my thing and I'm thinking okay and I don't have it down cold and you do get nerves you start you know you know you're a little bit off balance and I think um, as part of that of, of the three tips talking about your journey in the beginning about how you went driving and you went all in and you're going hundred percent you weren't thinking about the end result you were just trying to go after your vision. You weren't like, okay, I'm going to make a million dollars and I'm going to be famous. No, you were there grinding, doing something you loved. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you touched that point because people did ask me, what do you want to do with this? Where are you going? And I said, to be honest with you, I don't know where I'm going to end up or even where I want to end up. All I know that I'm going a thousand miles an hour on this road and I know opportunities and things are going to happen for me because I'm, I'm, doing, I'm going at it. So 
even right now, you know, I kind of see a little bit where stuff is heading to, but I'm still going hard at this road. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, okay, um, people are coming to me and said, hey, you know, how about a show? Hey, hey, how about some documentaries? Hey, uh, how about uh, you come and sign with us over here and do that? So I'm starting to see all these opportunities coming my way. But then again, I gotta, I gotta be careful. Yeah. Definitely. I gotta be very careful because there's a lot of people right out there that you know they see your hard work, and they just want to make you sign off on something, and now now they own you. Yeah, you know, gotta be careful. So the best advice that I got um, from an, actually an actor, he goes, "Don't be fooled by contracts. Don't be fooled by people. All they want to do is get your hard work uh, on you." Or, or either own you or copy you. He goes, what I, what I uh, suggest is work real hard, get real big, and now you have control of what you want to do. Exactly. So right now I'm filming the 10 best tacos I ever eaten in LA. I'm filming on the eighth episode. Pretty cool. So that's uh, like a, a series type of thing? Yeah. Series. With, with pre professional yes. Sh uh, yes. cameras and everything. Yes. I'm going all in with that. Nice. And I'm almost done with that. Which, and I haven't even started publishing it. I want to finish and start publishing. Yeah. And then I just took on, and you're going to hear it here first. I just took on um, a documentary. Oh, I've wow. never done a documentary in my life. But uh, this kind of landed on my lap. And you know, I said, you know what? I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I think I can do this. And the documentary is yeah. about your life? It's or? A actual documentary about birria in L.A. Oh, wow. You know how five years ago, I would say, uh, it started getting popular. Mm -hmm. And it went so crazy, crazy. I'm talking like now you find freaking birria in every corner in L.A., and then it moved all over the U.S. Where now you go to New York, you go to South Dakota, you Del go Taco to Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Where your locals try to come out with one? Yeah, them too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Australia, Dubai, everybody has birria, but it came from the boom in L.A. Now, this was five years ago, uh, but it's beef birria, and the original uh, birria is made out of goat. Yes. So I'm going to talk about that, the big boom, but then, then again, I'm going to put it on reverse. I said, okay, what were the original birria that came to LA? And it goes back to the 1970. Wow. So I, I got two restaurants and they were the original ones that came in, and they're the ones that started the birria in LA. Now what happened was from 70s all the way to about five, six years ago, nobody really care much for birria, the chivo, or goat. They always talk of, oh, it smells, oh, it's gamey, oh, this, but they never had it. They just heard of it. Right. So birria de chivo was only cooked on quinceañeras, weddings, and that's it. Now what birria de res did was came in and let everybody know what birria was. So now you got everybody eating it, whites, Chinese, uh, just yeah, <laughs> everybody's doing it. Yeah, everybody's doing it. <laughs> and now they call it Viria, Viria. So what I want to do with documentary is teach people what the real Viria is. 
Where it originated you know, from? Where it originated from. I, I even went a, a flight to Jalisco. That's wow. where it came from. Awesome. And uh, feature well there, how we got to LA, uh, what Birria de Res did for, for Birria, gave them all their props. But at the end of the day, hey, if you really tasted Birria the beef, come on, try the original one. Yeah. It's okay. And you want to you wanna visit and taste some history? These are the two restaurants that started it all. There's nothing like the originals. Always. Yes. People, the, people get so far removed from that yeah. that they don't yeah. understand that this is, you know, that started somewhere. Yeah, so I'm very excited to yeah, start man. working on that. As a matter of fact, this week or this weekend, we're going to start uh, filming. That's that, a My Whittier exclusive, the Mexi Papa documentary on Yidia. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, it is. So before we wrap up here, brother, um, Give me uh, one of your favorites in Whittier. It could be from the past. It could be currently. What's what's one of your favorites right now? Man, I gotta go with. Uh, and if you know Whittier, you live in Whittier, you you gotta know this place, Chema's Tacos. Oh yeah, I'm on now. And the reason why oh, Chema's yeah. Tacos is probably in my heart and in my stomach, it is the very first street taco that I ever eaten in Whittier. They used to be across the street on a dirt lot. And me, at an 11-year-old kid coming from Mexico, I was like, what the hell? Taco out of a truck? Yeah. What? Chemas? And I've been eating Chemas till Ever like since. what? Last week, I think I stopped at Chemas. Yeah. That, that red salsa they have. So good, man. So that one is one of my, one of my favorites. I even got go to gotta go with California Grill mm-hmm. because you know, go all the way back to Bob's Big Boy. and then You were going there as a yeah. kid, right? Yeah. To, at Bob's, yes. Yeah. yeah. That one, um, Michael Super Burger. Yeah, you were, oh you, you were here when it was being built, man. <laughs> so that's a, that's one of your all-time, all-time yes. favorites. So I, I, I think those three hits for me because yeah. I've been going there since I was Sentimental value. Yes. Well, Mexi, I mean, I got to I gotta thank you, man, so much for taking the time. I know that you're busy. Like I said, you're everywhere. And you took the time to be on the My With Your Podcast, and I appreciate it, man. We learned a lot about you, and uh, thank you, man. I oh, appreciate man, you. thank you. And me and you got to hit some spots in Whittier. Yeah, man, that'd be and cool. Do eat. a little collab. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was fun, uh, the Whittier Brewing Company party. That was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> thank you, man. We'll be in touch, okay? You got it, brother. Thank you, brother. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Mexi Papa on the My Whittier Podcast. Drop in another my Whittier exclusive. Now, uh, we had an exclusive last week or a couple weeks ago with Madre's Brunch. He told us about the new location, exactly where it was going to be. And uh, we followed that up with a Mexi Papa exclusive talking about his Biria documentary. So, um, the My Whittier podcast is a place to be. Thank you to Mexi Papa. I really appreciate you coming on, man. And for those of you that don't know, the story. I mean, you got to go to YouTube and go back, search Mexi Papa and go back to his early stuff leading up to now. And you will see the grind. You know, he just didn't pop up out of nowhere and start doing his thing. He's been at it for quite some time doing some crazy, amazing stuff with food, man, in the LA area. And, um, one of the things that we talked about was Mark Wayne's, uh, Mark Wayne's W I E N S. 
you could search him on YouTube uh, and search the collab that he did with Mexi Papa. So Mark is a huge, huge mega YouTuber. He has uh, something like 924,000 followers on YouTube. But um, he collaborated with Mexi Papa and they did LA Tacos and Mexi gave him a tour of LA and um, they hit some crazy, crazy spots. And you got to check that out on YouTube when you get a chance. But um, I really appreciated Mexi coming on and taking the time. The guy is busy. He is everywhere, every day, grinding it out. So um, I am humbled and I really, really appreciate you coming on, Mexi, if you're out there listening, man. So thank you so much. All right, Whittier, that is going to do it for this week's episode. I really appreciate that. We put a button on the end of March with that podcast. And uh, if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for being a regular. I really, really appreciate that. If you're a new listener, thanks for giving me a try. This is a Whittier-centric podcast. We try to keep it local and have a good time doing that. And if you are from out of state, and even out of the country listening to this podcast thank you thank you so much i sincerely appreciate that you can find me at uh, mywittier.com send me a message let me know what you think about the podcast and if you have any feedback whether it be uh, good or bad i'm willing to listen and make the show better for you i will catch you guys in april spring is here i will catch you guys in april for the next my whittier podcast have a good one guys take care